Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is February 5th, and our reading comes from Matthew chapter 24, beginning in verse 1. Matthew says this, as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings, but he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Now, I want to just pause there and point out the fact that the disciples are very impressed with what Rome and what men have accomplished. And I think really the point Jesus is making right out of the gate is all this is temporary and I wouldn't put your trust there. And I think that's a good word for us in America because the truth is we can look around in America and be pretty impressed with what man, what America has accomplished. And I think God would just say, listen, don't be mistaken. All this is temporary. I would not put your trust there. We've got to live with an eternal perspective. Well, the disciples hear that and they're like, wow, when's this going to happen? When's this destruction going to come? And so Jesus begins to answer that question in verse four. He says, don't let anyone mislead you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and they'll deceive many and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. So he says, first, you're going to hear all of these rumors about wars. Now, what I think is unique about this is you could look throughout history. Ever since Jesus said this, there have been various wars been happening around the world. But one thing that is unique today is that you know all about it. Thanks to the media, social media, smartphones, we're constantly bombarded with what is happening around the world. I mean, just think right now, all we can talk about is the conflict in Ukraine, the conflict between Israel and Iran, the conflict between China, Taiwan, Japan, Australia, America, all of these global conflicts. Oh, we're very, very aware of what's happening around the world because of the media. So there is an increase in rumors. It's not necessarily that there is an increase in war or conflict. That's been a constant. But there is a much greater awareness now for all of us about what's happening in the world. And I think that's a sign that we're getting really close to the end times. Now watch this, verse 7, nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there'll be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world but all of this is only the first of the birth pain much more is to come so again i think we're much more aware of what's happening around the world in the weather so anytime there's a volcano now anytime there's an earthquake now anytime there's a hurricane now anytime there's a drought now anytime there's freezing temperature now anytime one of the polar caps are melting we're just so aware of all of that in a way that we've never been before 
I think it's a sign of the end times. Verse 9, then you'll be arrested. You'll be persecuted and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you're my followers. Now, as Americans, we read that and say, well, that's not happening yet. And maybe you could argue that in America, Christians are experiencing some Persecution. It's really not very personal. There is a general embrace of secular humanism and a rejection of God and the sacred. That's true. But really, that persecution is rarely directed at me personally. But don't forget, around the world, that is not the case. There is more persecution happening today around the world than any other moment in human history. So persecution is a very real thing, especially in places like India and China and in the Muslim world. There is a tremendous amount of persecution against believers in the world today. Verse 10, many will turn away from me and betray me and hate each other. Boy, now we do see some of that in America. Right over the last couple of years, you saw Christians getting caught up in cultural or political issues and forsaking Jesus and attacking one another. This is so important to understand. You can't claim to be close to Jesus and hate your brother. Read 1 John and see what 1 John has to say all about this over and over again in that book. John just says you can't love Jesus and hate your brother. You have to abandon Jesus to love, to hate your brother because the fruit of the Spirit is is love. So when we walk with Jesus, his love is growing in our heart and our capacity to love each other is growing. And the truth is, the closer we are to Jesus, we can't help but love people, even people we used not to like. We find in ourselves a love for them. When we walk in the light, we cannot at the same time live in darkness and hate our brother. So we see some of this happening right now in American culture. Now watch this. Verse 13, many false prophets will appear and they'll deceive many. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Again, now that's very common all over the world and in American culture. Man, sin is rampant, right? there Again, this secular humanism, this hedonism, living for pleasure. And it seems like the pleasure is, is more and more perverse and crazy and irrational, illogical all the time. Well, that's, again, Jesus said that would happen. He said, but if we endure to the end, in the face of that kind of culture, if we can continue to follow Jesus, allow him to build our faith, allow him to, to meet with us and comfort and strengthen and empower us to be a witness, a light in our dark world, those who endure to the end will be saved. I love that. Verse 14, the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all the nations will hear it and then the end will come again. In this moment of history, this is more true than it's ever been with the rise of technology and smartphones in particular and the internet. All of a sudden, the gospel is going into places the gospel has never been in our lifetime, certainly in our lifetime, the gospel 
will be preached to every nation, every people on the earth. Man, I'm so excited to be a part of that day. And 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 that's one of the reasons we feel such a passion and a and a determination to do our part in preaching the gospel to those who have never heard. Verse 15, the day is coming when you will see Daniel, what Daniel the prophet spoke about this sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Now, this is a reference to the Antichrist. And this is why some people believe the church will be here for the rapture. Now, I mean, be here for the tribulation. I believe the church will be raptured out right at the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. But because of this verse, some believe we're going to be here until we see the Antichrist, and they believe the church will be raptured out mid-trib. And of course, there are some that think we'll be here during the whole tribulation. We covered that when we went through the book of Revelation at the end of last year. But let me just say, what this, I think, is referencing is the believers who get saved during the tribulation and then they get to see the Antichrist. I think that's who he's talking about. And he says about them, man, if you're alive in that moment, it'll be bad. Run to the hills. Run for cover. That's what he says. And then watch. He goes at the end of verse 22. Those days will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. And again, I think these are people that have given their life to Jesus during the tribulation. Verse 23. Then if anyone tells you, look, here's the Messiah. There he is. Don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders as to deceive, if it were possible, even God's chosen ones. Steve, I warned you about all of this ahead of time. So if someone says, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or look, he's hiding there. Don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. I mean, even in my lifetime, there have been groups of people that rose up and said, let's sell everything we have, go out into the desert. God is coming back. And what Jesus says is, listen, don't fall for any of that stuff. When I return, it will be obvious to everybody, there is Jesus, the Son of God, because He's not coming back in a manger. He's coming back in power and great glory, and all the nations will see the glory of our great King. Isn't that good? Come on, let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this encouragement and just giving us an idea about what is to come. God, I pray that you would help us not to put our hope in America or the American dream or our power, our systems and structures and and what man has accomplished. God, all of this is temporary. Help us to put our faith our trust in what is eternal in your kingdom and what you're going to do. And God, we just thank you for all that you've shared in this passage. And it helps us to see that we are right at the door, that we are in the end times, that you could return and take the church home at any moment. So come, Lord Jesus, come. And between now and then, God, I pray that you would help us to endure to the end. God, help us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Help us not to fall into immorality, secular, secularism, or 
hedonism. God, we want to live to please and to bless and to honor you. God, help us to do all we can to preach the gospel to our city and the ends of the world. God, help us to trust you and to know that when you return, it's not going to be a secret. We will know it. We will see you with our own eyes in all your power and glory. God, we can't wait for that day. Come, Lord Jesus, come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me. Hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.